Kevin Bryce, and welcome listeners to another episode of Movie, Movie, Film, Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. That's right. I'm Nate, and the only thing that's faster than light is the darkness. And I'm Terrell, and all my life I had to fight. Oh, that, that's the whole Yeah, thing. yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. That's, okay, that's, that's it sounded it. like you were leading up to something. No, 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 that was it. Oh. End quote. Yeah, color purple oh okay yeah oh mine was an oprah movie also that's weird <laughs> that's what anna oprah quote mine was yeah her she played mrs witch in a wrinkle in time and she uh she played sophia in the color purple yeah. so hey double oprah okay it's like a double jeopardy but a double oprah instead yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> today we're talking about fast color Mm-hmm. but first some movie, movie news, news. Yeah, what's new? Uh, we got our first look at the Mulan live action remake. Yeah, some Mulan twenty twenty action going on. It looks good. It does. Yeah. <laughs> were you Were you doubtful? Of, of course, I, I am of all of these uh, remakes. I I tend to give Disney a little more leeway than I guess most hmm. people. Um, just because, no, I think most people are just on board for anything they put yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just about, like, on board with it. Like, if they disappoint me, it's, like, in the majority hmm. of times that it happens, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, this looks good, so, like, yeah. Well, you mean you're in the majority when you're disappointed? Mm. Is that what you're saying? Or you're saying you're disappointed the majority of the time? No, I'm disappointed the the minority of the time. The, like, less of the time. Okay. Like, yeah. Like more more times than often, they I'm on board. Don't disappoint you too yes. much, is what. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just looks like they made some good decisions with this. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's um, real people. Yep. To my knowledge, they're not. Uh, it's not still animated. Like it's it's live action. <laughs> yeah, it is live action. Um, is that a little dig? Yeah. Yeah, at Lion King. Yeah, that's not live action. It's just a more boring kind of animation. <laughs> um, but Mulan, uh, it, it's my understanding that it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took the music out. So it seems very grounded mm-hmm. and like very awesome. Yeah, like some really cool shots in the in the trailer alone, just really beautiful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Great yeah. Cast. Yeah, I am I'm interested in this movie. I am contrary contrary to like other pe- people on board with change because why do the same thing twice exactly the same? Why? Yeah, people were mad that there's no talking dragon, right? Yeah, there's no Mushu yeah. in this one yeah. and I'm like fine okay it's going to it's going to be different. Yeah, they're you know going I mean? for a different tone clearly and I think it's one that Yeah. It looks like it might pay off, or it just makes for a great trailer. Who knows? <laughs> I saw an article headliner, but I didn't read the article, so mm-hmm. I'm just like everyone else. But it said that they were replacing Mushi with a phoenix. Now, I'm not sh- 100% sure on that, but, you know, just like, you know, if they are, they're just, you know, adding something new to the story, just changing it up. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the tone that they're going for, the Eddie Murphy dragon wouldn't fit into this movie. Yeah, I th- think Mulan was a historical figure. Yes, so that's correct. That they're grounding this in um, a reality, our reality that doesn't include dragons, to my knowledge. Well, yeah. like, except for Komodo dragons. Yeah, it's uh, um, <laughs> and dragonflies. Okay, we've got dragons. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit more of a, like a, a historical biopic of Mulan. Yeah, rather than like a super Disney-fied, you know, musical cartoon version of itself right you know what i mean changes is good guys just 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 let it happen just just wait and 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 see you know i say that about this and i say this about the little mermaid and any other thing that disney is doing that they're going to change with these live action movies yeah yeah uh speaking of change yeah i know you you're deeply invested uh, in this reboot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's happening whether I want it to or not. <laughs> so I'm just... Do you want it to? 
Um, I do. I've actually been waiting a really long time for another Mortal Kombat movie. I wanted one after Annihilation, even though everybody hates that movie. I don't. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm a little wary because you know it's a first time director. Right. He he does like commercials. Yeah. Um, but James Wan is um Juan Juan Juan. Okay. He is producer. Not, now and, I'm now I'm doubting myself. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 producing it and they just announced their first casting um announcement which is uh Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero. And he was in The Raid. Yeah, he was in The Raid. Was he the he was the main guy? No. That's that's Eco. Oh no, right. He was the the, the one that the died captain, in, the, yeah. in the first fight with Mad mm-hmm. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I made a Dreamcast and I put Eco in it. Um, oh. so if they put him in the movie, that'd also be really cool mm-hmm. just because I know like their style of fighting, the w- way they yeah. do choreography is really top notch. We saw it in, um, John Wick three as well when those right. guys popped up, you know what I mean? So anytime those guys are popping up in action movies, I'm interested. One so, of them is in, is the villain in that movie, Stuber. Yeah, that's that's Eco. That that was the main. Oh, guy. that was Eco's in that. And yeah, I, and I heard they waste him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which I'm is a sure. shame. Yeah. Oh, I've, not that I was going to see that movie. I don't yeah. think. I I saw how he looks at it though. He looks cool. He has like blonde hair. He oh, has yeah? a Tattoo on his face. Yeah, hmm. he looks pretty cool. So. So he's Sub Zero. Yeah, he's going to be Sub Zero, which is which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Is that who you, in your dream casting? Is that what you cast him as? No, I didn't. I didn't cast him as anything. Oh. Just Eco. Oh, I, just of having Eco's involvement. Yeah, Eco as uh, Kung Lao for all the Mortal Kombat mm. fans out there that know the guy with the hat. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> no, nah, like this is this is also interesting. So I'm gonna look out for more casting news, and also I'm gonna check out some of these some of this guy's uh, commercials. You said you checked them out, right? Yeah, I was just curious. Um. Because it's weird that his first movie is a huge video yeah. game adaptation remake. Yeah. Uh, they're trusting him with a lot. But uh, then you go back and think about it. That's kind of a commercial in itself. It's definitely a commercial uh, feature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he did that Duracell commercial with like the mop that acts like a dog. Mm-hmm. It's not really a mop. It's like a flop. I don't know. It was an American he's... commercial? Yeah. Because I know he's he's Australian, right? I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn because I know they're filming in Australia, so I just thought maybe he was Australian as well. Maybe I'm wrong. I I, I, I don't know. Eh, doesn't matter. Okay, we'll see. Um, hey Nate. Yeah. Did you see anything good this week? Yeah, I guess. It, uh, well, I saw something enjoyable. You saw something enjoyable. I don't know if I would call it good. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. I saw the movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the movie. Not when I saw it. <laughs> I saw it the other day. You saw it the other day. Uh, you saw it it's yesterday, the one yesterday. where uh, the guy realizes that no one remembers the Beatles, and he decides to uh, sell their music as his own, mm-hmm. and he becomes a pop star. That's an interesting concept. It is an interesting concept that isn't really explored too much they kind of just rush through that part to then get to just like a romantic comedy that has beatles music in it mm-hmm. the beatles are great their songs are great right um those were definitely the best parts of the movie just being in a theater that was blaring beatles music right doesn't across uh the universe do the same thing isn't that like a yeah. Beatles musical musical yeah i would put that in the same uh, category. This was written by the guy that did Love Actually and Notting Hill and like a bunch of romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. So it has that vibe going for it. Other than the Beatles, the main my main interest in it was that Danny Boyle directed it. Mm-hmm. And he's a director. I might have gone on this rant before on this podcast. Let me know if I did. Okay. He's so versatile. He does every genre. He does um he does movies written by 
uh, Alex Garland, the guy from uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. I guess Danny Boyle directed Sunshine and 28 Days Later from his scripts. He oh. directed a Sorkin movie. He did Steve Jobs uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He directed... Which one? Slumdog Millionaire. The Fassbender one. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he can just do any kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to watch, like, these little flourishes that are out of place of any other romantic comedy, but he is a master filmmaker and he's kind of slumming it in this genre, but he, he has fun with it. Right. I will note the lead actor, uh, Heimish Patel is excellent and a great voice. Nice. Yeah. This is a a British film, right? Yeah. Cause it didn't have like any promotion over here. Mm. Like I opened my Fandingo app, once and saw it and that was like it for promotion for me i saw a couple stuff about it maybe it was online oh uh i think kate mckinnon is in it i think she's the only american actor okay oh too much ed sheeran though too much ed sheeran yeah he plays himself oh yeah he's in he's in on the joke apparently okay um they they use him too much and they use one of his songs at like a pivotal emotional moment in mm-hmm. the movie which was frustrating because they have all these Beatles songs they didn't get to that they could have right instead I had to listen to Ed Sheeran <laughs> um I think that's all I have to say about it mm. okay if you like the Beatles if you're a sucker for romantic comedies it's good if you are into like the sci-fi elements of the story, uh, you'll be disappointed because they don't really explore it hmm. in any meaningful way. All right. So yesterday. All right. Yeah. Are you ready to get into Fast Colors? Yeah. Ready for this transition? And now for a movie that does explore sci-fi elements in meaningful ways. Yeah. Fast Color. Lila. This is your mother. Does she have? Yes, but not like yours. Our abilities can't fix things. If something's broken, it stays broken. Lila's different. She can see the colors. What do they look like? I've never seen them. It's like an echo. Moving over everything fast like a race. It's gotten harder for us to stay in hiding. This movie was released in 2018. Uh, written by spouses Julia Hart and Jordan Horowitz. Directed by Julia Hart. Uh, it's got Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Lorraine Toussaint, who I loved in, um, I recognized her from uh, Orange is the New Black season oh, two. Oh, she's phenomenal. She was so good in that. Yeah. I just want to call her V. Every time I see her, I'm like, oh, there we go, V. Yeah. Um, so it's like this uh, indie yeah. uh, sci-fi drama, drama superhero type of movie. S- super powers but also they don't call we'll we'll get into how to define that part yeah because it's interesting Mm um i mean let's hop in right right it starts with a voiceover Mm -hmm. uh it's the future yeah and there hasn't been rain for a long time yeah eight days or something like that oh it's been way more than way more yeah like years or something yeah it's been a long time. Right, because they're, they're, their only so- solution to the problem was to charge people for water. Right. Yeah. Uh, a reality we may find ourselves in. Exactly. Not, so believable. Yeah. And we're introduced to Ruth. Mm-hmm. And she's on the run. Yeah, she's on the run. Yeah. We don't know from what exactly, but, like, she breaks out of this, like, abandoned warehouse and uh, just drives off to a motel. 
Yeah, there's like this movie does this thing where it doesn't tell us everything. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll get there, but it, but you got to ride with us first. It does that a few times, especially with the the sheriff character mm-hmm. where he'll walk into a room, say something, ask a question and like somebody's about to reply and then it just cuts away. So you don't yeah. get that information. Yeah, I didn't like that. You didn't like that? that those scenes the early the feeling. early sheriff scenes really bothered me yeah i just found it so boring yeah it was a lot of a lot of just cutting away because from... because i felt like he was looking for the same answers that we were mm-hmm. also not getting them yeah um and we just had to keep going to that yeah um, yeah i mean and then, sh- then even by the end I, I don't think i liked that character very much he or was, the performance he was underdeveloped very underwritten yeah underwritten um his importance was very minor other than being turning out being you know the character's father yeah (gasps) spoiler yeah it's like a darth (laughs) it's like a darth vader moment right yeah ruth i am your father right no not really because ruth knows the they just don't tell us until a long time yeah maybe that's why it's like which character are we supposed to be on the same page as like we're with the sheriff not knowing what's going on when he's investigating stuff Mm -hmm. but then he obviously knows ruth i don't know but we knew ruth right for a second i thought we're, we're just like jumping around but i didn't think ruth knew that was her father when she was telling that story Did she learn that it was her father? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ruth runs away to this to this motel where, you know, she has to pay for a room and then pay for, like, a half jug of water. Yeah. I will say I like the detail. Like, one intriguing aspect is she's just, like, driving in the car on the way to the motel and we just see that she's got ropes around her wrists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what she broke free from something. Yeah. That's that's exactly but that's all where, we get. Yeah, that's where your mind goes first, like, oh, she was tied up. Yeah. And she escaped. Um but while she's in this this hotel, this motel, she We we know that it's about people with powers, and then we see her powers kind of, where she um She just starts shaking. Yeah, she starts shaking, but then the earth also starts to shake like she creates an earthquake yeah um and it the power of to quake the earth (laughs) yeah that's that's our power right now and um this 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 event this accident she has it kind of creates a a trail for Mm -hmm. for people to, to follow her and the next day she goes to like a diner yep and she's really broke and all she can afford is one egg over easy that's it no not even not even water she can't even afford water yeah not even toast to sop up all that yolk exactly um but there's this guy there Mm -hmm. he just introduces bill bill yeah he introduces himself tries to make friendly conversation with her um buys he buys her their dystopian society's version of coffee which is powder a powder that you put in a cup of hot water yeah and they talk about how it doesn't compare to the real thing. Yeah. And then he's off and we never see that character again. Yeah. And it's like, what was that about? Just what kidding. What was that about? <laughs> he ends up being a big part of the story. He does leave the diner and says, bye, nice meeting you. Mm-hmm. But then when Ruth leaves the diner, there's a police officer writing a ticket, looking at her car. Mm-hmm. And Bill saves the day and says, hi, honey, I'm over here. Yeah. So then she gets in the car with Bill. That's the thing that happens a lot between yeah. like uh, two characters where they're just like, "Oh, hun, oh, babe, come here," like yeah. you know what I mean? Or like, like two I'll, people I'll kiss you. so that like the people looking for him don't notice them in a crowd because you never notice the people kissing. Yeah, which when people are making out in public, I notice it mm-hmm. personally. Right. 
should I be a detective? I don't know. <laughs> I guess the point of like of kissing would be to like hide faces. So you mm, see them kissing, yeah. but you can't see their face. So yeah. you okay. like, oh, two people are making out. Well, Bill and Ruth do no such kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some awkward small talk. He's asking her where she's going. Yeah, he's asking too many questions. And yeah. I'm just like, girl, pay attention because like, He's going to get to it. He's going to get to the point eventually. And he, and he does, you know? Yeah, he says... Talks about Ruth. the earthquake. He yeah. mentions the earthquake. Then he mentions her name. Mm-hmm. Then he pulls out a syringe. He's trying to get her blood. Is he... I thought he was going to... I thought he was going to, um, like, give her, like... Put her to sleep or something. Uh, and take her to, like, whatever lab... To do research I think on he's her. trying to draw blood. He's samples. trying to draw blood? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't... As soon as, like, she realized what was happening, I wanted her to, like, bust that window open and just mm-hmm. get out. But I liked that sequence. You liked that sequence? The way she got out of the car. Yeah, when Like, she... the door didn't open. I guess it was locked. Yeah. Does she bust the window? Eventually, but with... With the gun that she pulls out of her yeah, bag. she pulls a gun on him. And shoots his hand. I like the close quarter. Uh, like, they're very close to each other, gunfight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, she's going for the face, but he can move and she gets a hand. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, tight space. And then she, like, has to climb out of the window. Yeah. Uh, like, through the door, kind through. of. Yeah. And run away. She runs. Yeah. And he's incapacitated because he's a scientist and he just got his hand shot. He didn't sign up for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And they both at, at separate times end up at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Ruth goes and uh, goes to the bathroom there and washes off the blood. Mm-hmm. Takes a long look in the mirror. <laughs> um, what have I become? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Bill's also there. Later. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he just left his station wagon on the side of the road. Yeah, just left this, all the evidence there. Yeah, this just al- a crime scene. It yeah, was, it alerts the sheriff. Yeah. So now we just are getting random scenes of the sheriff investigating. And I just feel like we don't get any details in those scenes other than just knowing the sheriff is investigating. And that it it's eventually going to lead him to where she stays her like yeah destination but i just mean like if you look at the scene alone, like the first very first one he pulls up you see the flashlight he's looking in the car at the broken glass and he's just looking mm-hmm. and then it you think maybe he saw something interesting but the, it's the next scene already mm-hmm. so it's just very unsatisfying yeah um yeah yeah so no. I, that's how i felt no i agree i agree um ruth um well i feel like did she even was she even able to grab her bag well i'm like she's out of money yeah and she runs into this bar and she's like look i don't have any money but i can like clean right whatever you need me to clean yeah i'll clean your dirty dishes yeah if you feed me yeah which works out yeah it does because the the lady running the bar helps her out even tells her where where to stay Mm -hmm. which is just like an abandoned motel with no type of like security at all well it's a dystopia so yeah she has to put like a a chair in front of the door in order to lock it i like um the use of the glow stick as a night like she's just got a glow stick yeah um i mean it looked cool i think the 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 lady at the bar gave it to her okay that's what she put on the um on the bar top Hmm. yeah I, it gave yeah, it gave it that nice green color, that nice black and green color. Well, uh, that's where Ruth spends the night, mm-hmm. and she eventually makes it home, yeah. which we find out is where she was going. Yeah, is home. Yeah, to um to her mother, Bo. Bo. Yeah. Yeah. And she's her mother's smoking a cigarette on the mm-hmm. porch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the molecules were rearranged yeah. or disassembled. Yeah, she like breaks it down. Yeah. So it's just like pieces floating around. Yeah. And this is like the first, other than like the earthquake, 
this is the first like p- power yeah that we see yeah. actually i want to take that back the first ability we see because they don't use the word power in the movie they they say ability yeah. and um i think there's some importance there in that separation mm-hmm. we finally get some information mm-hmm. uh when ruth arrives home just through the nature of her conversation with her mom yeah and uh find out her daughter's there as well yeah cute cute actress she was good yeah uh child child like, actors are i find pretty annoying for the most part but i thought her performance was good yeah she didn't she wasn't annoying at all yeah yeah um we learned that ruth had a drug problem um she's been sober for 11 months mm-hmm. when she was doing drugs she wasn't having the seizures though yeah so for the last 11 months that she's been sober that's when the seizures aka earthquakes have been occurring we also learned that the rope at the beginning of the film was her doing it was for her benefit so that um while she was having her seizure um she was tied down and and safe mm-hmm. um and that her mother used to do that for her when she was younger her mother used to tie her down and then she grew up and was able to tie herself down there's a lot of um there's a lot there's some stuff to unpack there mm-hmm. i mean the way this movie works um i don't even know if it's not even that subtle mm-hmm. at all what just like the themes of uh holding yourself back yeah um your abilities mm-hmm. that you that you have um not maybe not being able to access them at certain times in your life mm-hmm. um, and also just the way that you learn to tamp down certain aspects of yourself right like through parenthood Mm-hmm. or your relationship with your parents mm-hmm. and then you grow up and you take on that same behavior yeah because i think if she hadn't been tying herself down this movie would have ended sooner you think her tying herself down well hmm because when towards the end when she wasn't tied down she did figure it out yeah she like got a hold of her powers and was able to control it hmm. and help everyone out <laughs> right i thought that had more to do with her realizing that her daughter was the key or just like her family yeah, love, was the key. love is the answer love is the and answer she got to a place of love and acceptance yeah with who she is yeah um and what her family's like we uh one prop i liked you know prop device mm-hmm. the we find out um I think it's right in the beginning with the voiceover that uh, a book, what we're right? hearing was written in a book. We mm-hmm. don't know who's reading the book. We yeah, find actually, out it's Bo. I really like the the idea of the book. Yes. All the women in their family with powers, with which abilities. Is, which is all the women. Yeah, all the women um, writing in this book and telling their story. All the generations it's mm-hmm. passed down, yeah. And also learning that they all pretty much did the same thing. They all pretty much had the same cycle. Mm-hmm of staying on this farm and not exploring Mm -hmm. you know the world and their power you know what i mean and just like running away and then coming back and then that's it they're scared they're scared of um the dangers it can do they don't want to hurt other people Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're really holding themselves back yeah because they possess great abilities Mm -hmm. um uh we get this really awkward mommy yeah Uh, the awkward breakfast where uh ruth meets layla mm -hmm. and it's 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 so weird because just like oh this is my daughter but i have like no relationship with her and now i'm just looking at her be like oh you kind of look like me you kind of look like someone else but i don't know who that someone else is really because she doesn't remember who the father is right so it's just awkward. And then we get this really cool moment. I thought it was really cool. It made me like that Layla also has the powers. Yeah. And just how like how it like displays it. How mm-hmm. she like takes the bowl apart. 
the way the camera moves, the, the bowl way the... that used to be, yeah, uh, Ruth's bowl, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and um, then this is where we learn that Ruth can't see colors. She she can't see the colors, and she hasn't been able to since she was a little girl. Yes. Now the colors are what most of the these women when they use their powers you see like vibrant colors that's mm-hmm. what it is yeah that's what it is you it's, see um, these vibrant colors um but all we see is the, the concept breakdown. isn't explored that much yeah and the powers um but that's probably better because i think that would weigh down the movie mm-hmm. um if they went too far into like mythology of what the abilities are like right but they did name the movie after the colors yeah and spoiler alert there's the scene when ruth does finally get the colors which obviously is gonna happen mm-hmm. um it makes that more powerful but i don't know that i fully understand i guess it's like seeing the beauty or being able to appreciate your own abilities yeah i i don't it's really like, explain i mean like ruth sees it as it. a curse kind of mm-hmm. um i mean the way it affects her and with these seizures um and the way that she had to turn to addiction or at least uh, substance use to tamper down her um, abilities hmm. i also i thought layla was going to be telekinetic because the way she lifted the bowl up I was like, oh, her power is completely different. Well, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get the, the this lines repeated a lot that you can't uh, fix something that's broken. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the voiceover in the beginning. Yeah, once something, once it's broken, you, wait, I, ha- I have it. If something is broken, it stays broke. Yeah, it can't so, be fixed. Yeah, if they try and like break it down to like its like molecular structure and put it back together, they can't because it's already broken. Yeah, you know, so. but also it definitely speaks about Ruth as the character who sees herself broken. I mean, yeah, she, there's a scene where she's reciting the the speech. What's it called from AA? Mm-hmm. The I have the power to accept the things I can't control. So whatever. Um, like she, she just is meditating, reciting that speech. Um, so I don't even know if it's subtext that she sees herself a certain way. That's in line. I don't know. <laughs> and then this is where we first get introduced to the book. Mm-hmm. The book uh, where uh, Ruth learns about, you know, it was her her grandmother's book and her, her mother before her now her mother's book but not her book because she ran away yeah there's uh, another earthquake and uh Bo's pretty mad that Ruth is having them to that severity because it's putting uh Lila in danger mm-hmm. um, but then Bo's like trying to help Ruth reconnect with her powers to get them back. They were practicing on a bucket. It's not working though. Yeah. And then Layla comes up with a brilliant idea to, instead of trying to imagine, you know, taking it apart and putting it back together, how about you just remember what I did? But when they come together and she focuses on her daughter, she, she breaks a glass window Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like I was just like so. Whoa! What is her power like? What 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 is her her limit? Right. I felt like her power was gonna be big from the beginning, just because like if you can make the earthquake, that's that's really big. Mm-hmm. That's a big big thing. Yeah, I have a feeling the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> that that one's from Mean Girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, she breaks the glass, and then you know she tries to get Layla to put it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, which at first it looked like it's going to work, like it starts to work, but then yeah. it just, it breaks apart again. I mean, just, was, yeah, reinforcing this, uh, this, uh, creed, credo of, uh, you can't fix things that are already broken. Yeah. It's broken, stays broken. Yeah. 
now, yeah, I just gotta get this off my chest. I wanted to like this movie more than I did. Okay, I don't think I liked it. I think I liked moments. I liked a lot of the. It was a lot of moments. I liked what it was doing. Mm-hmm. I liked or what it was trying to do rather, uh, and I liked the ideas in it. I'm struggling. We I, we just watched this for the first time. Yeah. I haven't had much time to think about why I don't like it, but here's an example of something that didn't work. Mm-hmm. We're still cutting back to Bill. This uh, there's this cat and mouse thing. He's hunting her. Mm-hmm. Um, then from the beginning, like two seconds after mm-hmm. being introduced to Reese's character, we're introduced to Bill. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have anything to do. I mean, we get that one scene with like his superior being like. You didn't catch her. And he's like, I know. And then he's like, you got to catch her. And he's like, I know. Yeah. And that's what that scene is. Like. Yeah. And even though he's like trailing her, the the threat isn't that high because I'm not scared of him. And we know she's gonna, by the end of the movie, like get her powers back and save the day. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you but- doubt that? No, I don't point. doubt it. I don't doubt it. But as far as like the journey of like like getting mm-hmm. there, like all of that stuff, like I I'm not scared that he's gonna like hurt them or anything. Yeah, I don't his presence isn't I, I almost feel like he can't hurt them. I mean, she handled him pretty well. You know what I mean? Without even using her powers. Yeah, without even using her powers. Yeah. So yeah, like the the threat was very very small. I don't even. I'm not even sure what it is they want to do. Like, what type of like? Well, he says he he's a scientist. Yeah, but like, that's one detail we get gonna, about like, him. Like, make her like a guinea pig or something. Like, they, they want to study the powers. Yeah, probably to make weapons. Yeah, probably to weaponize it. Yeah. Um. But he's but, just boring. Yeah, he's not a they, he's not a scary bad guy. In that in that scene I described with the higher up, they could have like thrown in something there to make him interesting at all. Yeah. Or if you're gonna have a boring villain, don't make him. Uh, don't like set it up so that you have to keep checking in with him throughout the entirety of the movie. Like maybe have him pop up in the third act. Yeah. I mean, there there's a a sequence where he pops up where um Layla runs into him. Him yeah. and, like, another stranger, but, like, nothing comes from that. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's like, oh, fine. they're getting closer, I Yeah, guess. they're getting closer. That's but it. we know we're going to reach that climax. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like they're putting that there just to, because they have to. They feel they have to get that plot point in. Yeah, they can't forget we about We need to show that. that they're getting closer, but they don't find any interesting way. Way to show it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not feel that. So... Because of that, I, th- I think that might be a good example of why I found this movie kind of unsatisfying. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it definitely put a lot of thought into the ideas. And even like this, even though a lot of this is the script's fault, like the underdeveloped characters, but I still feel like a lot of the dialogue was uh, poured over like the word choices and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't get all the way there. Yeah, I say the the three the the women the the mm-hmm. girls they like their their focus their their story is tight. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's more tight than everything else. Everything else is kind of like an afterthought. Like, okay, this is what's happening. This is how we have to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's kind of weak yeah. compared to what's happening to them and you know their mm-hmm. story, which is stronger. So you yeah, which is stronger things. and fascinating. So yeah, you have a strong body, but you have like weak ligaments. You have weak legs and weak mm. arms and a weak neck. Good metaphor. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's struggling to support itself, pretty much. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, where were we? We get uh, Layla. Uh, did we mention the car? She wants to like fix this. Oh, car. she'd been fixing. Up yeah, the she's car. been working on this car, 
And so, um, little girl, big truck. Yeah. Um, Bo takes her to, to the supermarket and we just discussed this. This is right. where she ran into Bill, but they don't say anything. They don't say and anything. Yeah. she doesn't say anything. Yeah. She just walks into him. Yeah. We see in the supermarket that it's scarce. There isn't right really food there. Not anything that anybody wants. Uh, everybody has taken everything already. Mm-hmm. Like a pickle jar there or something. I don't know. They probably haven't um, restocked in years yeah. since the drought. Yeah. It's whatever you can get. You know, I just point. thought about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't. I, it, a lot of it still doesn't add up. But if you think about the way that that scene plays out, mm-hmm. Lila walks into. She literally walks into uh, Bill and, like, Some mystery one of guy. his colleague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of like hit, they're hitting a wall. It's like this oppositional force. Mm hmm. And that's kind of like the whole movie. Like there were the internalized uh, restraints, but also like the government. And uh, I'm not scared to say it. These white men <laughs> are standing in their way. Right. So there's there's that. There's that. But if you want to have it both ways, you got to do it both ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, we get... Uh, Bo's out on the bleachers smoking a cigarette because mm-hmm. that's her thing. Mm-hmm. And then the sheriff comes yeah. and we find out that they know each other. Right. And I guess we already gave this away. We find out that they were lovers. Yeah. Um, he finds out that he confirms that Ruth is back in town. Yeah. But I mean, I guess the significance of this scene of them meeting up there doesn't come into play until later when Bo tells her story about how when she was younger she ran away mm-hmm. and she went to this candy store and there was this this kid there that you know bought her candy because she couldn't she couldn't buy herself anything she right. didn't have any money and he did that for every day for about a year mm-hmm. and then her mother found out and got really strict and said you can't even go out into mm-hmm. the front lawn but then later on, they she said that they would meet up at the track field. And uh, one day after that, after their meetup, she came back pregnant. And so when she's telling this story, she doesn't say who the guy name is. But you remember that scene where she met him at the track field on the bleachers. And then you're just like, oh, that's, that's Ruth's father. Yeah. Ellis. Yeah. The sheriff. Sheriff Ellis. Yeah. So um, that's how we learn more about about him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she tells him that Ruth is back in town. He tells her there's these guys looking for her, mm-hmm. which is uh, information we already know. It's just two characters that don't know everything, just sharing information. Yeah. But we know both of the, those points. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that we didn't know is that they know each other. So there's that. Yeah. We also learned that, and we probably mentioned this, maybe not, but Layla is fixing the cars so that she can run away herself. Right. Um, and so she, she fixed it. Yeah, she fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> she did it. Um, she wants to, you like, use her, you know, go out into the world and, and, and see it and try and see, see if her power has any purpose. You know, what can mm-hmm. she do with this ability to help? mankind yeah that's her goal yeah that's her goal and she tells this is like lila's secret she's keeping from Bo, but she opens up to uh ruth about it mm-hmm. in this nice scene where ruth is like giving her some records yeah and uh there's a speech about like she's giving her the miseducation of lauren hill and she mm-hmm. talks about how lauren hill uh was impregnated uh at a young age mm-hmm. and some people say that ruined her even though it made that great album and she yeah. said the best song is about her daughter mm-hmm. which song which song is that um to zion to zion that's yeah. what that was it, my guess because that's my favorite song yeah, on that, that album that is like the best song zion's her her uh her son son's yeah, her name oh, i didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm. and then she hands her the the nina simone record nina simone yeah because if you no matter what you listen to you like nina yeah and then uh the uh rex what, what? rex t some some punk band or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the song band. that she played on the jukebox earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah yeah and uh <laughs> she she said she put a, a ad out in the newspaper that said any punks that want to like get together and fight like what was it fight the system or something yeah what um i'm not sure what the significance of th- this was but she plays a song their song in the bar earlier and then she's giving her daughter this album and telling her how the band came together maybe it's like in setting up in the sequel that she'll have to find more people with powers well yeah it was just like they are the punks her and her daughter but she ran away and she's been by herself Mm. she she came back and the family is family band yeah it's a family band got it okay the family is the punks that has to fight the system has to fight the man yeah um Okay. So yeah, that's that's what that's about. Um we also learn that um Ruth shares with Layla that when she was younger, Bo told her this story about this lady named Simone that had powers that could open the sky and uh it made her feel less alone for a little while mm-hmm. until Bo told her that she was fake. She wasn't, yeah. she was a made up person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's around the time everything fell apart. You know, she yeah. started feeling alone again, mm-hmm. secluded on this farm. So, uh, Bill's on his way. Yeah. Uh, the truck is fixed. Ruth takes it. Yeah, because um, she's putting Layla in, in danger. You know what I mean? If they come here and they find all of us. Well, then that's a problem. Yeah, but so, uh, as soon as she leaves, pretty much, her seizures come back. Mm-hmm. But it's a little different this time. Yeah. We see some colors. Yeah, we, we yes, the, the colors, the clouds come, um, and then there's colors in the cloud. Yeah, and we get some flashbacks of uh, Ruth... Uh, at a younger time, she like almost drowned her daughter. Yeah, um, she was having um, a seizure, and um, she made a, a water pipe burst, and it filled her room, and it, she passed out. And when mm-hmm. she woke up, her baby was underwater. Right. Luckily, I guess she wasn't underwater for too long because she's the baby able was to fine. save her. But yeah. that, I can see how that can be traumatizing, and she doesn't trust herself to raise. Yeah, uh, Lila, and she. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but these flashbacks and I guess I don't buy the, the acceptance. They tell us and we see the flashbacks during the seizure and there's mm-hmm. like uh, ri- this rising music music, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, everything's better now. Now I can use all these powers and I can see the colors, I, but I don't I really buy it. Control it. Yeah, I was just kind of like, it felt, I don't know if it it's felt quick. rushed. Yeah, if it was quick or it was just like, undeserved yeah um it just felt like another point that they had to get to yeah okay i think i figured it out i like this story a lot mm-hmm. i like the story mm-hmm. it's the way they move, a, move i don't around the story i don't like the storytelling okay i got you yeah yeah i think that's what it comes down to i think i got to it yeah yeah okay no, yeah, I, I, I agree with that because there are some things that could have been done better. Also, this movie was pro- probably made on a very low budget. Yeah. And most of that was probably going towards all the special effects. Which were nice. Yeah, which look good. Yeah. Um, but in that sense, you would have to just make your your story, your writing tighter. Yeah. 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 It's not bad. It's just not as good as I want it to be. Right. Yeah. That's where I stand. Yeah. It also it was a hundred minutes, so I can't be that mad. Right. It's not like I needed another half hour where they where they got to some point where her getting her powers back was earned because I don't think that would have helped. Mm-hmm. I don't think I wanted more. I don't know. I'm I'm glad I wasn't tasked with making this movie or <laughs> giving notes to it yeah during production yeah because it's a good length no the length is right otherwise yeah it was just been started to to drag yeah even though we both agreed that by the time they get to the climax it's rushed yeah 
Yeah, I, I don't they, know. Yeah, I don't know. I like. Did they spend their time on the wrong things? Well, there's there's a lot to explain. Yeah. And they do spend their time with the characters, with these three women, these three generations of uh, uh, black girl magic, black girl magicians. (laughs) Um, And that's interesting. And I like that they do that. We have this big concept, but we're more focused on the human Mm -hmm. side of it until the very end where... I mean, there's no, like, giant beam in the sky like every other superhero movie, but there's a big confrontation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's get to it, right? Let's get to it. They got, since Ruth left, Bill's, and Bill's on his way to the house to get Ruth, Bo and Lila are still there. Bill takes Lila. Yeah. So Lila's uh, being detained. Yeah, at the police station. Yeah. The sheriff station. Yeah. Ruth comes back. And because the house is wrecked, yeah. yeah, the house is wrecked, but she's like, hey, "I got this." Yeah, I, like I, I can control my powers now. Like I understand. Yeah, and this is where we get like Ruth, Bo, and what did I say the sheriff's name was? Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. We get them, uh, the three of them together, being like, "All right, we gotta do this." The sequence is actually pretty cool with the mm-hmm. at the end with the three of them, um, because Ruth makes it makes it rain like she creates a storm yeah and then everyone is out there with their um with their guns like they're like gonna like shoot her yeah but then Bo, she turns around and i was just like just do it just do it and she does like she like makes all the guns disappear right which is so cool yeah i like in the scene with her ellis and ruth beforehand i like the line she says i'm not scared that i can't stop them I'm scared that I can. Right. Because she knows how powerful she really is. Right. She's probably the only one of the three right. that has an understanding of the great power. Um, but it's untested. Yeah. And she knows there's consequences. But ultimately, to save the family. And then she makes this deal. She makes the gun disappear. They're trying to say, put your hands up, come in. It's better if you just uh, do what we say. Mm-hmm. Bo makes the guns disappear and it's like, nope, you got to do what I say. Right. And what I say is, arrest me instead. Yeah, take me. Test on, like... like. She could have done better, though. Yeah, I was kind of, like, unsatisfied with that. I was just, I was just like, why? Yeah. Why sacrifice yourself? Yeah. You... Don't owe them anything. They don't have any weapons. You, your daughter, and your granddaughter. Just make them disappear. Yeah, you can make them. You can, like, run away now. Yeah. Like, they don't hold a threat to you anymore. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Yeah. She sacrifices herself. um, And we get Ruth and Layla driving off in the car that Layla fixed. It makes it seem... I guess guess what it's saying is, like, they're the key... to this apocalypse or this drought that's happening like they they can figure it out well yeah i mean ruth makes it rain in a drought um which seems to be issue the big issue is that there's no rain it seemed like when they were together their power was the strongest because then layla started to like break down the doors yeah but layla got herself out right yeah before she couldn't do it before mm-hmm. they got there, she could only, like, take off the sticker off the door or something like that. She heard the rain. Yeah. Oh, that put a smile to my face, realizing <laughs> that. She heard the rain mm-hmm. and realized that it's her mother that mm-hmm. did, that made it rain, mm-hmm. that did this miracle. Right. <laughs> um, And realizing the power that her mother had, she was able to harness her own power that she has mm-hmm. and free herself from... The prison. Yeah, from... <laughs> from the cell, yeah. From the... She broke down the, the literal and symbolic prison. Yeah, although that was, like, really cool. It was really well done. Yeah, I like the story. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, this, it really has, like, really, like, golden nuggets in it. And I love the messages. And it does stuff that no other movie does. Mm-hmm. You try to, to tell off at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just thinking. I just wanted to like this more. I wish it was as good as... I don't know. I'm enjoying thinking about it and talking about it now. 
mm-hmm. but I wasn't uh, 100% with it the whole time. Yeah. So in the end, uh, Ruth and Layla are driving off, mm-hmm. and it turns out Bo has a note she wanted Lila to give Ruth. She mm-hmm. opens it, says uh, Simone, or whatever her name was, is real. Yeah. She's in Rome. She's in Rome. Find her. Mm-hmm. Go change the sky. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So in the end, they're going to Rome together. They're going to find people just like them with abilities mm-hmm. and they're not going to be alone and they're going to be powerful they're going to change the world yeah yeah a little cliffhanger probably not going to see a sequel though because i don't know who saw this movie yeah i had barely heard of it yeah it didn't do well at all yeah yeah so um this this one and done is it, it's fine it's fine yeah yeah oh uh, you got anything got anything else anything else no, I guess all we got to decide now is if uh, Fast Color is a movie or a film. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump off a clip here and say that it is a movie. Yeah? Yeah. Watch out for that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> don't jump. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah, I think it's a movie and I would have liked it more if it committed fully to being a film. Yeah. Because it had some film stuff happening in mm-hmm. it. Um but ultimately at the end it's a movie. Yeah. But I don't know that it knew that. <laughs> you don't know if it knew that it's a movie. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what they were going for. I think they were going for film. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they got there. I see that. And that might be the failure of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to like it. I wanted to have this podcast. You'd be like, I know you haven't heard of this movie, Fast Color. Mm Mm-hmm. It's great. Three mm-hmm. black women have superpowers, mm-hmm. and but it doesn't even focus on that. It's more about the emotion, and it deals with uh, trauma and generations and addiction mm-hmm. and motherhood. Yeah. Um, All of that sounds great when you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's cool visual effects, especially for a small movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I just I've, didn't... I feel like it's it's fine. It's not it's not bad, but it's not like great. It's it's fine. It's a fine movie. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, I guess I. I mean, I mean, I don't understand how they wouldn't know how to market this movie, but you know. Yeah. Did you see that movie Midnight Special? No. Because that's kind of maybe I should have quoted that in the beginning. No. That was. Like this indie super power movie where it's like the whole movie they're on the run because there's people chasing them. This kid has these big powers. Isn't that always the case? Um, I don't know how successful that movie was, but that movie was marketed in a way that got me to see it in the theater. So I don't know. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fast Color is a movie. Yes, a movie. Uh, Next week. Next week, I won't be here. Yeah. Surprise. But don't worry. There's still going to be a podcast. Yep. And really, don't worry. It's not going to just be me talking. (laughs) We're bringing back Anthony, who you might remember from the Shin Godzilla episode. Yep. Uh, It's going to be me and Anthony talking about a movie called Star Wars Episode 8. The Last Jedi. Okay. <laughs> I had to think about that. Didn't want to get it wrong. Uh, you don't care about Star Wars, right? <laughs> no, not not that much of a of a what's uh what's the what's the fandom called? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm not a, a Trekkie, but for Star Wars. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a Trekkie, but I don't for Star Wars. Wait, I should know this. Yeah, maybe I, it's just nerd. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not Star a, Wars 
fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know if they even have a. a, a You're not should. a Jedi guy. <laughs> yeah, not a Jedi guy. Um, I've seen all of them once, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so you don't care that we're doing that without no, you, no, right? No, no, no. Actually, I'm. I'm gonna be looking. I'm gonna like look forward to this episode because. Oh, gonna, cool. I'm not gonna be the one talking. I'm just gonna be listening. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, Anthony and I are both big fans of Star Wars, and um, we think this most recent one uh, will be interesting to talk about. Yeah. We hope you do, too. Yeah. Uh, But for now, you can tweet us at MovieFilmPod, email us, MovieFilmPod at Mm gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe to our podcast. Mm Mm-hmm on itunes yes yeah help us get seen guys yeah if we get uh 930 more weekly downloads we can start to monetize this (laughs) i looked into it (laughs) uh so yeah help us get to a point that we can start advertising to you (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome (laughs) let us sell things to you come on Um, let us profit off of your attention. Yeah. But for now, we've got integrity, or the illusion of integrity. No ads. Okay. Well, that's it for movie. Movie. Film. Film. Film.